so we are back for another awesome uh, video episode of Spewtron. And uh, I'm Sig, and I'm joined with... Rania Gogo. And also we have the awesome... Sage the Flame. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. <laughs> so if you could, for our listeners, uh, just give us a little introduction about yourself and who you are and what you do. So I am Sage the Flame. Um, I am a porn performer. Um, that is like the main, my main thing. Um, I'm independent at the moment. So um, I guess to summarize what I do, I don't do mainstream porn. I produce all my own content um, and have been since 2019. Um, and yeah, I'm... I'm preparing, living every day, getting ready to um, eventually transition into sex education. Um, but right now I'm enjoying where I'm at and, you know, riding the wave. That's awesome. And like what I really uh, appreciate about you is that you always say that you're trying to bring authenticity and intimacy back mm -hmm. into the porn space. Yeah. And then we have ta a lot of talks about this. It's like that's something that is so devoid and missing yeah, from yeah, right? like porn as a whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm an empath, so mm -hmm. when I watch porn and it's like the, the person, like usually it's the woman who's just dead behind the yeah. eyes, and like, that to me is, just doesn't feel right. It's yeah. like, a t it's a turn off. I yeah, just had, so I'm just like going through and I'm like, there's nothing I can watch unless same. it's just like <laughs> close-ups of things. Yeah, same. <laughs> I honestly feel like it's, it's honestly... It, the void doesn't even make sense because I feel like that's such a missed out market. Like, people say this, to, the same sentiment that we're talking about, like, right now, people have said this over and over to me. And so it just doesn't make sense that it's such a, you know, large void. I don't know why there's so much disbelief in, in its success, but, I mean, I see the success and, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like, the, I feel like we've, like, sort of, well, for for one thing, like the, the I think the underlying issue is that society, the societal view of sex is yeah. so repressed mm -hmm. and it's so awkward, and we mm -hmm. treat it as this like shameful thing that yeah. needs to be separate from society. Right. We can't talk about it. We in can't indulge shows. in it. Yeah. But yet, everybody has some sort of sexual feelings of some type. You yeah. Know? So there's like no guidance. So then you build an industry on top of sex. And then it, all the biases and all of the things that are already wrong with society are so, like sort of infiltrate that space, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think, I say this all the time, that porn is not immune to um, society and, and all the things that, you know, all the common beliefs and all the, all the missteps and everything, like everything that exists in society also pours into porn and... and in, in numerous ways, and I feel like, right, because you said sex in general is, is um, very much so in the shadows of our society, I feel like sometimes those problems get exacerbated in ways that um, have largely gone unche unchecked and may continue to go unchecked, but I mean, I feel like now things are starting to change for the better, but yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of parallels, I would say. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I would say, on some levels, I feel like when you l browse through porn and what types of porn exist, that's almost like a really stark, clear picture of like the deepest, darkest elements of yeah. people. You yeah, know? I agree. I agree. I think, um, I think I look forward to a society in which it's just more normal to talk about our sexual fantasies. Fantasies, like I feel like there's a there's a time and a place for everything, and I feel like there are really appropriate ways to, to address things that we're just not tapping into. Like society is largely just like, oh, sex, we're not dealing with that whatsoever, and it really it really has made it so that 
our society has skipped over those opportunities and and you know ways to address these things in a, in in ways that make sense. We're just you know there's a lot of shit out here that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. 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 So where I'm coming from too is like I like to do a lot of like. I guess art that would be considered pornographic uh, mm-hmm. but it's very sexually charged in nature mm-hmm. and I have an issue of like there's no space for me to even exist in an artistic sphere mm-hmm. uh, online yeah you know all of these platforms that are like built on the community standards of their founders mm-hmm. they don't allow for spaces like like Facebook there's zero you know all yeah. of our stuff has been getting taken down and it's not even that bad and it's like cleavage or you know i think one video i was wearing pasties and Mm. you know it's just that's been taken down demonetizing things and it's just it's just getting worse yeah you know like today compared to five years ago it's exponentially worse yeah yeah it's it's honestly really tiring i mean i have friends who whether they do porn or they or they don't or you know whether they just like to express themselves sexually like they run into the same problem and it's honestly really annoying and i feel you that because i remember when tumblr like banned sexual content and like their platform just went completely south like yeah. there so many like they used to be such this wonderful platform mm-hmm. and now like so i i say that to say that i feel like if there was just one space <laughs> that we could exist i feel like it would really do well like absolutely and, and i feel like Right, I feel like there's a way for us to to have like why can't we have nice things? <laughs> yeah, right. Why can't we be like you know? adults and full right. fully formed human beings? Right. Like, sex is literally fundamental to the creation of the human being. Yeah. So why is it like why is there this huge attempt to like cut it out of yeah. like anything? Yeah. I, I feel like it's it our society has a lot of different extremes, like, you know, polarities basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like either it's like you're extremely you know it's extremely shut out or like these extreme um um because i I feel like because there's no healthy medium and there's no healthy conversation around sex there are often like these other extremes of like over sexualization in in a lot of different directions Mm -hmm. and so i feel like right it's again important for our society to try to figure out some sort of like middle ground and way for us to actually attack these problems in a healthy yeah. and sensible way it's all about harmony we gotta yes. like harmonize yes. all this shit because there's room for everything yeah but we can't demonize you know certain aspects of us that are natural yeah you know yeah i think because sex is such sex in general is such a hot button t- button topic um in our society i think that right causes people to go in like opposite sides and not really understanding where middle ground can exist and mm-hmm. that more than one thing can be true at a time and not yeah. everything has to be like black or white you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and i feel like the it's something i've noticed like i've just i've loved pornography since like i was exposed to it like yeah. very young you know it's yeah. just like it, it became my special interest and then mm-hmm. i would just like pornography and then also like erotic horror and just like the whole genre of like sex and art has always been so fundamental to like whatever I am Mm -hmm. you know I want to say something if sex sexuality wasn't so demonized imagine how awesome porn would be today right like because they like they they made it so seedy and you know there's no room for like real producers and directors to like jump in on it but there was a time when it was kind of going in that direction Mm. and they're like no we can't have this Mm. we can't play this but it's like man it's just like they're holding back so much potential 
from that that scene that the sexual scene yeah right it's an art it's beautiful so yeah yeah that was yeah that's like a great like coinciding with the point i was trying to make is like the i believe like the demonization and stuff and the stigmatization has really dehumanized sex workers all across the board yeah and it's like which is like madness to me you know it's like like when I would watch the, when I would like, you know, porn on DVD, I'd always watch the special features because I wanted to know like, who are these people, yeah. you know? Cause I'm so fascinated. These are incredible people that yeah. have like, no, like they're, they're just so out there. And like, yeah. you know, like really like it, what it takes to like expose yourself to yeah. like that level, yeah. you know, like that's like incredible and admirable, you know? Yeah. But as society sees that as like something that should be shamed and like, they're like, they don't treat people as either, like strippers or any, you know, right. it's like, Oh, it's like subhuman. Right. I wanted to mention how I feel like with the porn debate right now, I feel like what what is what people are missing is this opportunity to address the fact that there really are um, pitfalls of porn and there are really are ways in which the porn industry can improve. But it's like banning porn or like completely like trying to destroy the porn industry is not the solution like you know like making porn illegal is not the solution to these problems that i feel like a lot of people could agree exist but right it's like what's the solution and obviously right pushing things further into the shadows is not the solution because right like people enjoy sexual content and also while I agree that porn should not be the main source of like sex education, it because we don't have actual sex education, it kind of is yes. that for a lot of people. And so like tapping into that opportunity as well and like addressing that as as well, like how you know, making sure that people that are watching porn that making sure that they're porn literate. Like just how like Um, You know, with internet literacy, like when you are scrolling on Twitter and you see a Photoshop picture of like, I don't know, Joe Biden on someone's someone else's body, like, you know that that's a Photoshop image, like, you know, that that's not a real picture. So it's like, porn literacy is like understanding, you know, how porn is constructed and like the messages and tones behind it and stuff like that. And learning how to decipher because I mean, at the end of the day, I now that I'm a porn performer, like I completely understand porn is literally performance art. Like it's essentially nothing more and nothing less like it is performance art you know and so under having that basis understanding makes it a lot easier and safer i feel like to to watch porn and enjoy porn um so i feel like conversations like that are really missed out on because of of how um misunderstood sex workers and like the desire around sex is and and how you know that could be met that could be met with a lot of positive energy as, a, as opposed to negative energy you know when it comes to fixing these and addressing these problems that i think a lot of us see yeah yeah, yeah. because again like all across the board again pushing sex work into the shadows just like gives cover for people to abuse people facts and yeah. be, and there's really no resources and there's no like light and there's no healthy way to like navigate these like cd areas that shouldn't be cd in the first place you know yeah. it's just like society has just deemed it that way i'm not a i've always been like kind of a rebel and an outsider so mm-hmm. like industry in any sense as a whole <laughs> is really like bothers me like yeah. I, you know i tried to work my way up into the film industry and yeah. then i was like once i started getting a peek behind the curtain i'm like this is bullshit you know like i don't yeah. want to play this game yeah. laid down by these people that already just exist and the only mm-hmm. reason why they're at the top is just because they were there first yeah you know yeah and i feel like the more i learn about every industry there's kind of like 
that's sort of the case across the board. Is mm -hmm. these people at the top always trying to abuse, mm -hmm. you know, and and keep their positions of power? Like, what's your? Because I know you said you know, like, what's your experience with like sort of the mainstream, the bigger industry itself? So I will say I don't have too much of my own experience in the industry but i have many i have i have some good friends that have been in the industry for quite some time and that share their experiences with me and stuff like that and i've also like had a peek into like what the industry could be like um and honestly personally especially as a black woman or at least as someone who like when i enter my job like the category that they put me in is black woman so as someone as someone like that like it's it's not it's definitely not appealing like you know it's just not ideal at this point for people like me um and but i mean of course like there are i feel like there are intersections with how people are treated in my industry you know like um i think it's so interesting because although women in my industry are the hottest commodity like misogyny still prevails and like it's like a double-edged sword like like yeah we're the hottest commodity but like right misogyny is just like crazy you know and and right and the whorephobia you know like just because just because you're an executive in the porn industry doesn't mean that you actually care about porn performers and like sex workers and stuff like that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so um that could just be a crazy thing to deal with but i mean i i've really heard horror stories from people who have been in the industry um you know for several years and like i said earlier i think i think the porn industry is improving and i think we have um platforms like OnlyFans or, or like the the ability for sex workers to monetize online like that has been a big help in giving sex workers more of more leverage mm -hmm. to demand the things that they want to demand because I mean at the end of the day a lot of us could just simply not show up to you know for for like bookings and stuff for professional companies and their ass out you know so I mean at the end of the day they are trying to figure out how to amend certain things but it's like it's a little bit uh, too late you know what I'm saying like you've already created this this platform in the system that where these these um these different isms are so like deeply ingrained to how you have constructed everything like you really have to apply a lot of effort to like really break those things down so I think slowly but surely we are seeing those improvements improvements but it's unfortunate that we were even in that position to begin with you know absolutely yeah whatever it is that you're doing is very important for the industry mm -hmm. you know being this um very bright being who exudes um wisdom you know yeah. you really exude wisdom but also you're beautiful and you, you you just really have um this light about you that mm -hmm. will help shift the whole industry for yeah. the better. Yeah. And that's exciting. It is. You know, I'm like exciting for these you, the young ones that are just yeah. uh, coming up and making big changes where, yeah. you know, the women in the past or the people in the past yeah. um, didn't think it was even possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate hearing that um, because, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much what I strive to do. Like, um... I remember when I first came out to LA um, this past winter and I was able to, uh, you know, do a number of collabs with like bigger name people, um, like really professional, just amazing people. Um, and a lot of them, like their feedback to me was so amazing, just like how much more pleasant they felt like producing content with me versus like the shoots that they've done in the past. And I mean, you know, I mean, basically what I try to do with my shoots is, is really construct a, a comfortable environment. Because I feel like, obviously, the more comfortable we are, the better the sex is going to turn out. And, like, 
the better the viewer is going to feel viewing it just knowing that like this was like a real experience between two people you know what i'm saying so um it's really cool to just hear how i guess like a, a breath i've been described as a breath of fresh air and like that really means a lot you know to me um because i think as you were saying earlier like the people in my industry are really amazing and it's it's it can be really disheartening to hear sometimes how people how um you know people either that hire them or work with them or employ them or whatever um the the disrespect that they might treat them with like it's just not it just doesn't sit right with me so i guess like i'm just i'm just happy that i'm in this space and able to do the things that i'm doing and i'm also seeing like somewhat of a ripple effect not just because of me but like i guess in conjunction like with you know with like my efforts and so mm-hmm. it's it's i i have optimism and i hope to hold on to that optimism forever for like the future of my industry and what we as performers can band together and do without having to rely so heavily on these companies because i feel like we've been led to believe a lot of things that are not true about how we can you know gain power amongst ourselves and you know produce the things that we want to produce you know stuff like that yeah so what are the things that you would do um to make things more comfortable when you're going to um, have a scene with someone? Um, So I actually have a, first of all, I love Canva, um, and I have a whole like brand overview document that I send um, all of my potential co-stars. And it's basically like a seven page, like pamphlet-y type of thing that like goes over um, who I am as a performer, um, how I like to be represented to other people's audience and like, and there also is a page about like how I like to create like a sense of comfortability before meeting people. So that could either look like like if I live in the same city with a person that could look like going out with them to like, I don't know, wherever at the museum, wherever we want to go, um, having sex off camera just to create that physical comfortability beforehand makes it really makes a difference. Or if that option is not available to either of us for any reason, like maybe we're traveling or maybe our schedules are tired or whatever. Um, I like to I like to have conversation with people. I like to do yoga with people. I like to like massage, like you know, do mutual massages with people. Um, but yeah, just I I don't like to overall. I just like to take my time with things. You know, I like to um, you know, right get get to talk to people beforehand um, and just get comfortable like in that close space with them. Um, and I try to keep a limit on the number of people in any given room. Um, and yeah, I just listen, you know, of course, listen to my partner about what they're interested in doing that day. Cause I think it's important to also acknowledge and point that like everyone's sexual appetites are different, like between each other, but also day by day, mm-hmm. you know, like you might be into some really kinky shit on Monday, but come Friday, maybe you want to do some really calm shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah just like really tuning into each person oh, that's yeah. beautiful yeah that's that's true um chemistry yeah which uh from what i've seen is very lacking yeah in, in a lot of yeah things i've watched i feel like there could be so much more tender love and care applied to um how porn is produced yeah. in in i mean really at any point but especially in mainstream i feel like they could definitely apply way more tender love and care to that whole process of yeah. pairing people together exactly. in front of a whole set of you know yeah on a, you know with with lights and everything <laughs> like yeah yeah it's like from what i have seen 
I've watched a lot of porn, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like it usually feels like there's a lot of substance involved. Mm -hmm. It feels it feels like it's almost like some of the people in scenes seem like they're not even fully there. Yeah, and that like really, you know, who wants who wants that to see that right to just watch people like go through the motions like that's not really. So I really love how how you really put. A lot of thought into your process. I try. Yeah, <laughs> I do my best. It's good. It's good. Yeah, so I'm glad that it that it is translating because I do. Um, I mean, I feel like I have. I feel like my uh, range of content, like I have a wide variety of content as far as like I have like really amateur style stuff and like really like produced like cinematic stuff. So I really like that my job also gives me that creative flexibility to do, you know, whatever kind of shoot or like really portray any type of fantasy that I want. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad that it's that it's like, you know, translating well. That's great. Yeah. So what are your favorite types of do you like the more amateur things or you like it more produced? Like or is it just really depends on the individual that you're with? It depends on the individual I'm with. And I feel like it. I really like the whole the whole spectrum. It's just a matter of like spacing it out, you know, because yeah. like the really high there's a the higher budget shoots are fun to do but they're they're high energy so i you know i can't do them like every week you know like mm-hmm. i have to space them out mm-hmm. um and make sure that i don't burn myself out um but they they're a whole lot of fun to do um you know getting a whole crew involved and watching people work and like you know watching people be creative and everything it's, it's really fun um but sometimes you know you just want to do something really relaxed and something really intimate and small with someone um because I think that people really value that type of content too. Like, of course, like people really, some people really like storylines and, and like, you know, they, they love to feel like they're in this world with you. And other people want to feel like, oh, this is just this one personal moment that, you know, just so happened to be captured and I get like a peek into it, you know? Um, so I really enjoy creating like the whole range of like vibes, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Do you do like live content to like coincide with the stuff that you do? I don't only because I just don't have the time for it really. Um, I just haven't like, you know, there's, yeah, I just haven't had the time to, uh, to do live streaming stuff. But I mean, like I have friends who do it and they love it. Like I have one of my friends, she does, um, like she does, she does like cosplay stuff. So she'll like get dressed up like every week for her live stream and it's, it's like, yeah. you know, a whole thing and it's really cute. But, yeah. um. But yeah, honestly, that probably will. Ne- I I think because I really enjoy um, crafting scenes together, and I feel like being put on the spot like live is like a bit like nerve wracking, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know? I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting that there's just so much possibility these days with technology. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, one's ability to produce their own content. It's, yeah, um, fascinating. I think that that whole thing is is really fun though. Just like. Like, I think live streaming is so valuable just because, like, you know, you're actually in that moment, like, mm-hmm. with that cam model. Like, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, like, you know? interna- interacting with yeah. fans and all that. Yeah. It's, it's just really interesting because back in the day, like, <laughs> one would not imagine being able to, like, interact with this, like, goddess, yeah. you know. They're just at home, <laughs> like, not having to be really that awkward yeah. in front of them. They're just <laughs> interacting. Yeah, that's really cool. Really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I th- I feel like um, there was probably other platforms, but I think it really expo- OnlyFans really 
like opened a lot of doors and it forced a lot of conversations because it like mm-hmm. everybody started coming up with OnlyFans and you know and it was like it, it started to become like more normalized and yeah. I, I think it has pushed the conversation in such great places mm-hmm. um but I want like what's your experience with OnlyFans because then I also worry too that they're sort of a platform and I'm like I, do you like it is it a good platform um OnlyFans has been like, I, th- I think, of course, we can all agree that OnlyFans has been prosperous for a lot of people, right? Like you said, it's, it's opened a lot of doors. Um, I do, like, they, long story short, they just gave me anxiety. Because it's like, what are you really about? Like, who are you really, you know? Like, they've never really been one for sex workers. Like, you know, they've never prioritized us on their platform. They acknowledge us, like, once publicly, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I am iffy about them. I... I mean, as it stands right now, I like them and, you know, they're my main platform and everything. But, like, I am iffy about them and I am also, like, working on diversifying my platform just because, like, they don't make me feel secure in, you know, their Mm. platform. Um, So, and I mean, you know, maybe that could be also just my anxiety in general, just, like, across the right. Like you mentioned earlier about being shadow banned. Like, just my anxiety as a sex work of, like, will I be able to exist on this platform, you know? Mm but yeah, I, th- I think there are a couple, you know, warning signs here and there that maybe OnlyFans is not for the betterment of this of sex workers long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they are, like, also, I, I wonder about, you know, the, the whole payment processing thing, like the thing with Visa and MasterCard. Like, will they, even if they are trying to fight for us, allegedly, like, will they even be able to win that battle? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I think... I think it has allowed for people to be a lot more independent and like the 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 ways in which I have seen and heard of OnlyFans changing people's lives for the better um, has been really great and I I hope that of course I know that the industry will always continue to evolve and I hope I just hope that we can continue to have that sort of um, ability to monetize independently and like create our fan bases and everything like that because I think that that is really beneficial to see everyone supported in that way yeah Yeah. I think it's absolutely like fundamental to like the positive future of that you know and it's like because I see like you know I'm like an artist and I it's kind of like there's so many companies that abuse artists too Mm -hmm. and that like these established studios and companies and but we're entering an era where you can like self-produce so much stuff because we have the access, the live streaming. Like you literally yeah. run your own television station. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like and it like one yeah. person could do it. You know. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's really important. I've, I've like it's been a goal of mine for a while to like unite artists and like sex workers because there's so many like parallels to our experience. Yeah. yeah. And we if we could all come together then we really could make waves. And then this even speaks to like, on a societal level, everybody's like, man, when are things gonna change? Well, it's when people work together, you know, come together to overthrow existing, outdated infrastructures and ways of operating. Yeah, there's definitely powers in numbers. And it's um, it's funny you say like about uh, like, the overlap of like artists and like you know sex workers i know so many people who were theater kids like you know that are that are now porn stars like i think <laughs> the the overlap like if, if you could just imagine a venn diagram i feel like the overlap like yeah there's yeah. there's definitely a big overlap in the art community and like the, the sex work you gotta need that that yeah. venn diagram <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean to me i feel like sex is art yeah you know, it is the, it's yeah. the most creative act mm-hmm. life, absolutely but, you know so it's like and to me pornography is the highest form of art because mm-hmm. it is the most like 
it's just it's so like talk about like bearing everything you know right. it's like you really yeah. put yourself out there it's a very vulnerable f- art form for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah when you first started uh what was your experience like like your peers and people did they was it a positive experience or did like you get like some pushback or so i first started i mark my beginning um doing porn when i um it was like march of 2019 I there was a I was like fucking my personal trainer at the time and like he would just like record it like on you know like he would ask me but like he would record it like from time to time and so I one time I like booked a hotel room I was like okay like I'm gonna do because I, previously I had been consulting with other sex workers in my industry um, and one of them had advised me to get on OnlyFans so I was like cool so I got the hotel room filmed the scene and like that was that's where I, I mark my beginning. Um, what was your question? <laughs> oh, just that, how to, like, the, your peers, your friends. Oh, yeah, family, yeah, like, okay. what was their Beautiful. Response, yeah. Um, so I think, honestly, I always say this. I feel like I was born to be a hoe. Like, I was just destined for this hoe shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's always been this energy about me where I've, like, always been very sexually curious. And, like, I've never really been one to, like, be in the box of, like, normal person. You know, like, that was never really me. So I think people in my life always expected a like a certain amount of edge to me you know so (laughs) so um i think as word started to spread and you know of course like it was like my friends knew first and then like way later down the line like my family like my parents and like my extended family whatever um so i mean i feel like all of my friends were already sex positive anyway just because i felt like i was on that wave Mm -hmm. when i was younger um so i never really felt any judgment from them at least never to my at least never to my face never anything that i ever detected um and then my family my my mom found out sooner than my father because i had i moved out right i moved out of her house and she was like okay well how did you get them like where are you like you know like what do you do <laughs> so i explained to her like how i was making money and i feel like she had an idea because right before before that i was a stripper like you know so it's like it wasn't really like crazy you know mm-hmm. um so and then my father found out when i npr reached out to me to do a interview about um only right when they initially announced that they were kicking sex workers off their platform um so I did, uh, I, I participated in an interview um, on this like San Francisco based radio station affiliated with NPR and I told both my parents to listen in and I didn't really tell my father what it was about. I was just like, I'm going to be on NPR so you should listen to it. So he did and like, you know, like they introduced me and whatever. Um, and then it just so happened that that same day I landed in the city that my father lives in and um we, he he just had a bunch of questions he just asked me you know like why and, it, and it's funny because one of his questions was why i decided to do something that was so socially unacceptable because the the npr like um the the interview was basically about how outcasted sex workers have been and like continue to be in like the that fight you know um so he was like, yeah, why, why did you decide to do something so socially unacceptable? And I thought it was funny because my father, in his essence, is like, I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm going to do what I want to do. So it's like, I just had to remind him for a second that, like, I'm your daughter. Like, you are like this. Like, this is your personality trait that I inherited, you know? So, um, so 
yeah, he just wanted to know like what certain words meant that they used in the article and like, you know, the, the different types of like sex workers and like, you know, like stuff like that. Um, but I think both my parents took it well and they, you know, continue to still love and support me to this day. Um, so I, I feel like I didn't really receive, I, I think I was in my head a lot about like if people would judge me or like whatever but like at the end of the day it's like I'm not gonna be afraid to be my true self like I could try if I wanted to to like um you know hold withhold certain parts of myself but at the end of the day that would just be a disservice to me so it's like even if you even if people are were going to be judgmental I wasn't gonna let that stop me because I have a life right I have a life to live like this is my life to live this is not anyone else's life to live so yeah yeah, I don't, I don't really recall too much pushback, but if it, if there was, then I don't know. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Also, something that, that uh, I find really important with what you do, you talk about a lot about how you like center people of color mm-hmm. and both on screen and off. You want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so, um, like you, ha- like y'all had mentioned earlier, how um, intimacy and, and things of the such are such a are so very void in the porn industry. I think that the same applies for people of color in general, but like also specifically black people. Um, I think that um, we're just not really given the same, um, the same like dimension to us sexually as white people are. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we are very much so indifferent. I feel like every ethnic group has their own has their own tropes that have been applied to them and like they can only like stick to those you know to that box mm-hmm. um and so i think that it is important for that reason i feel like it's important for people of color to for there to be content that portrays people of color in all types of lights and like really i mean right just as fully formed like you know human beings that have sexual fantasies from you know all over the spectrum you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um so right because that is so void in my industry i i have found a way to to i guess like bridge people together and like bring people's fantasies together and you know portray us in right all, all types of lights um and i hope to i really hope to see more of it because it's really it's really missing it's missing so terribly it's missing like really bad um so i hope that uh, you know as i continue to grow in this space like you know people also garnered like the same like similar energy because there really needs to be more of us i feel like in this space so yeah yeah. definitely yeah it's i and i really think that you're gonna you're a big catalyst towards pushing that and and it's it's so this just Mm already just a little bit that we've been able to talk it's just like you're just such an incredible person doing like incredible things and i like thank you it's it's and also shout out to the people that came before me because i think that um like you mentioned i am a catalyst but like of course there was like a lot of energy before me that i hope to continue to to amplify moving forward so yeah that's great yeah and you know representation I think we're coming into an era on all levels mm-hmm. that people are becoming very aware yeah. of other people and, yeah. and the lived experiences of certain groups of people. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that even like five, ten years ago that wasn't really, you know, like yeah. you, they, they try. It sucks because they're trying to like classify as like woke or something, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. now they've sort of like boxed it into this yeah. bad thing, which is just like, dude. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it's just being aware of people and being respectful yeah, and right. like compassionate, you yeah. know. 
Yeah. Um, and when you do, yeah, when you look through like porn and the types of porn, even how it's titled, I'm very like detail oriented. I look at all these things. Yeah. And there's always an edge of like, just weird to how people of color and like, you know, just any other ethnicity other than white, there's always a yeah. weird negative fetishization yeah. of like, and it's, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's so one dimensional. Yeah. And it's like, I would really love to see that change. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and you know, things that yeah. you and I think that, you know, that, that change is important in, right, in front of and behind the camera because I think that ultimately the, peop the person who is holding the camera has a big effect on how the fantasy or how the, the, you know, the script or whatever is portrayed, the messages that come across, you know, what's being focused on, what's being highlighted. Um, so I think that addressing those changes from what you see but also what you don't see like the, both of those perspectives are, are really valuable um, and I think to, to speak on what you were saying just a little bit earlier there's like the, all of the in, all of the entertainment industries I feel like people are starting to to like question and, and you know we're, sh we're starting to see a shift in you know all sorts of entertainment industries so I think that um, I, I just hope that I feel like porn, the porn industry or sex industries in general are like, you know, just in the shadows of like, you know, like the big, the bigger, you know, movie yeah. industries and stuff like that. Or like other music industry and other entertainment industries. But I think, you know, all of it is making a, a shift for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it, that's another thing too, just like porn as it's, it's sort of, I mean... You can tell that there's such a, it's like a male-oriented view mm -hmm. on on how it's cut, how mm -hmm. it's directed, how scenes play yeah. out. It's like, you can almost see, it's like, it's always like, there's the same format, you know? Yeah. It's just like, and it's always, mm -hmm. and it, what's, if, what I find fascinating too is like, they never really tend to focus on the men's face. It's right. always cut out, and it's mm -hmm. always, so, you know, and then it's like, but then it's like the that and then it just always ends with like a cum shot on the face or something yeah. you know and it's just like yeah. that's like the standard form but it's like that's not standard sex yeah you know? at but all. it's like how is that like 90 percent of like what's out there is like yeah and then again like people are looking to the space because the only place it's actually acceptable to see other people having sex is the porn space right. so then you right. are like regard you're absorbing this and like yeah. it, it, young people are absorbing this and like even subconsciously yeah. people are absorbing things and forming ideas about sex by what they see and yeah. so that's why it's incredibly I feel like the porn space is so important and to our being and it's in it I, I that's why I like to have talks like these because I want to do what I can to destigmatize like sex in general yeah. and just put people in connection with themselves again you know? yeah yeah one thing that I've been experimenting uh, um, with is like highlighting more of how sexy my male co-stars are like instead of just right focusing on me and right how I look and like what my face looks like like making it so that we all we both have our moments where we're like we understand we have established <laughs> that we are sexy in conjunction you know I love that. so yeah I, love that. yeah I think I think removing the um pedestal that the male gaze has been put on when it comes to how porn is filmed I feel like addressing that is important because right like women watch porn too so I feel like it's important to to 
to not even like not even it's it, it doesn't even have to be like completely fuck the male gaze but like add more diversity of like you know because sex is oh usually it's a more than one person experience you know what i'm saying so it's like if we have more than one person like what are both of these people's perspectives like yeah. so i think finding equilibrium between that is is really important and i try to definitely keep that in mind when i produce content for sure yeah yeah and i think that i feel like there's like men haven't had a safe channel to like be sexy or express them right, right? like yeah. it's like that and i think that leads to so much toxic masculinity and the bro mentality and all of this like hyper masculinity mm. because like they don't know their place they don't know how to express mm. themselves healthily mm. in a sexual sense you yeah know? so it's like i the more that we can open up the door for that too and like make men feel sexy so then yeah. you know then i think yeah. that's going to heal people on a on a fundamental level i agree i agree yeah i think i think porn could use a huge uh um like makeover as as far as just allowing for more because i think i think it's so true that there is a audience for everything like Mm there is a i feel like there's a desire to see so much and that that is just not being you know portrayed or like given thought to you know um and so yeah i feel like there could there could definitely porn could definitely use a diverse a diversity in in perspectives for sure you said everything that i would have said so i'm like (laughs) (laughs) it's not just um what you're saying but you have a presence you really do have this calming presence that i can see you going very far and i can see you helping guide other people who have been misguided even people who have been doing this much longer than you you have this um healing presence about you Mm. so it's like a it's just really great um and refreshing to speak with someone who is very well versed in um not just the industry but also yourself and yeah. your boundaries because yeah. that's what it's all about you really have boundaries you yeah. you want to do things in ways that make you comfortable yeah yeah because i feel yeah. like at the end of the day you know i i do most of what i do and most of like what i show the world i mean right everything that i show the world like it's on camera like i do a lot of stuff on camera so it's like i want to make sure that i am doing things on a daily basis that you know allow me to be comfortable and allow me to be content in life you know because I have to like you know I can't hide from the world like mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. I feel like um allowing for that level of alignment in my life is really important yeah. for sure yeah so you mentioned um yoga mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. so do you, does that come into play somewhere with what you do because I feel like you do have the presence of it of, of a yogi <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny because uh, for quite some time, like when I was like first transitioning out of high school, my idea was that I wanted to be a yoga instructor and a cam model. Because I knew that like at the time, like I knew that yoga instructors didn't make that much money. So I'm like, okay, I also like I'm going to want to do this as well. Um, So I think, right, I guess right now I'm living my cam model dreams. And then like maybe later on in life, I'll live out my yoga instructor dreams. Oh, that's Um, so funny. But yeah, I've always had the interest. Right now I'm definitely... um, trying to stay consistent with my practice in yoga um i think of course yoga teaches you a lot like right when i was 17 i was like oh like i'll just become i'll become like a yoga wizard in like a year you know just by like going to training or whatever right (laughs) anybody right it's actually a journey you know um so right 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 now i'm focused on my practice but that is something that i try to implement 
um, just in my preparation process for scenes. Like, even if I, like, I, I like to have a whole routine before I show up to set, you know, and that usually involves a lot of, like, stretching and, like, dancing or, like, really however I'm feeling that day. Because, you know, some days you're just, like, you just want to, like, sit down and, like, meditate or, like, do some calm stretches. Mm -hmm. But other days you want to have a dance party, so, you know, yeah. But I think I think yoga is definitely integral to my sanity as a human being. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Definitely. Yeah, and just, you know, my existence. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, recently, so well, we got, like, sober about, like, three years ago from alcohol because it was, like, okay. like, bad, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And so when I was able to find that clarity and get really get in touch with myself, then I was able to, like, start unpacking all of this trauma that I wasn't even aware that I yeah. had. Uh, and a big part of my process too was uh, like, I call it roksha. I don't know why that, that word just came to me, but like, it's like, just close my eyes and like in the nude and just move my body and let my yeah. body move how it wants to move. Like intuitive you know? motion. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Cause your body knows how it needs to move to heal. Yeah. And like, and, and when I would do this, like I would experience these intensely overwhelming emotions mm -hmm. and like things I would cry and yeah. I would journal at the same time. So I would take yeah. breaks from the movement to journal and I was able to process so much stuff through yeah. the movement. And, and I think movement is so important. And dance, too. Yeah. Like dance and movement are just so incredibly fundamental to whatever we are. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I Speaking back on yoga, like I remember um, when I used to live with my mom, we used to, at least a couple times a week, practice yoga like in the early afternoon together. And I always thought it was interesting because I I noticed that I have a lot more um, I have a lot more of an ability to move intuitively than she does. Like she she will often ask me like you know like or if there's there's a moment in the because we'll follow like a YouTube video for yoga and, and and like if there was a moment where the instructor would be like you know just do whatever feels good like she would often be like okay well like what do I do. And it would be really interesting, like, seeing her work through that over time and, like, how that, like, got better over time. Like, I didn't even say anything about it, but, like, until, like, you know, I, I was like, wow, like, you have, like, gotten better at this and, like, you you feel more comfortable in your body and I think that that's really dope. Um, and so I think that, like, my yoga practice and my job have, like, I feel like there's a lot of overlap in how both of those things have added to each other. And like how, because um, I think yoga, your yoga practice definitely does allow you to tap into how your body's feeling and just being more intuitive about like how you are feeling and like in ways and like whatever you want to do with your body at any given moment. Um, and so I feel like it just like feeds into each other in like a really positive way. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely just, you know, a circle of benefits. Yeah. <laughs> this is fascinating. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. On the podcast, we talk a lot about, like, spirituality and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, do you consider yourself, like, a spiritual person? I do. Um, I There's definitely not really um, any, like, I don't know, I guess. I, I don't have a strict spiritual practice, I mm -hmm. think. Um, yeah, I just haven't really put any sort of label on it. Um, mm -hmm. But I definitely do think that there's... At, at, at the very fun at a very fundamental level I think that there's so much that I don't know <laughs> there's so much that I you know there's a lot bigger than me you know um, but I definitely understand that there is a divine source and 
one day I might find all about all the answers about it, but right now <laughs> I just know that it's there and that's all I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you really need to know yeah. because I feel like you are divinely guided yeah. and I think that you're highly intuitive. Yeah. So where one would normally be second guessing their self, it seems like you are really um, connected to divine flow yeah. because you're very connected to your higher self. Yeah. Yeah, so there's right. really no need. I feel like there's no need for a spiritual practice because yeah. you are already, um, you know who you are. Yeah. A lot of spiritual practices are about learning who you are. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're like, oh, I know who I am. I'm going to do what I want to yeah. do. I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. Which yeah. is living authentically is the yeah. highest form of spiritual practice. Yeah. I think that um, at the basis of, or like basically where I'm at right now is I'm just focusing on my meditation practice because mm-hmm. I think I think at the basis of any spiritual practice, like, just being able to sit still and like sit with yourself for 20 minutes is really important for like anything that you're trying to do mm-hmm. you know like i would love to astral project one day but like let me meditate first you know like mm-hmm. let me figure that out first you know so i'm just uh at this point just focused on like you know that whole journey because mm-hmm. it is a journey at yeah the and i feel like whatever it is that you you're doing you know like with you know, your work and everything. I feel like you're healing your ancestors in a very deep way because you're coming from a very empowered place. Mm -hmm. There's like, doesn't seem like there's anyone really controlling you. And I feel like your ancestors had a a lot of um, fears around even being seen and being big. And you're like, no, I want to expand. I want to be expansive and I want to make shifts. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your ancestors are like extremely proud of you and who you are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I. You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I I do feel very often. I I do feel very guided and and, um, you know, of course I have moments where I'm like, okay, where I have to write exercise my discernment. But I I feel like I'm very certain on the path that I have chosen in general. Um, and I feel very um certain that I regardless of however that you know path may branch out that i will have everything i need to make whatever happen happen so yeah yeah it's great yeah what was your journey like because uh, mine was to coming to the conclusion that i was non-binary it was mm-hmm. a long a process that i did it just recently sort of started making sense to me also the term existed and it didn't when i was younger mm-hmm. and i had experienced a lot of trauma trying to find myself and express myself in because I grew up in the Midwest mm-hmm. and my really like you know conservative place that yeah. didn't allow me to express myself you know so yeah. I'm finally coming to that point where I'm like understanding and learning and what was what was your process like with that well I knew that I was um like sexually fluid from a very young age like ever since I was like I remember I was eight I was like in the third grade and there was this girl in my class and I was like I think I like her like I think I have a crush like I always want to be next to her like you know like I like her a lot more than my other friends you know like she's special for some reason and then um do you guys remember Tila Tequila's love show mm-hmm. on VH1 yeah kind of yeah so <laughs> that came out around that time too so I was like okay great so that's the like that's the language for my sexuality like that's great so then um, there was like a few years, I would say, where I was just like, you know, am I really sure? Like, you know, is this really how I feel? And then by middle school, I was like, yeah, like I'm bisexual. Like, that's what it is. Um, but as far as my gender expression goes, I didn't really start thinking about or like I didn't I wasn't really able to put a label on it and really become super clear with that until 
very recently until like probably this past summer um i think i don't even know okay so what actually sparked it i feel like it was like a culmination of like of things and then there was just like a a moment of clarity um so i went to new york city and i had done um some interviews and both interviewers uh, separate from each other they didn't even know each other both like commented on how they they basically were like you know i really like your like fluid like energy as far as like your gender expression goes you know they didn't use those exact words but basically that was their message and then like by the end of the second interview i'm like you know what <laughs> that's really interesting maybe i should look into that so I started doing some research basically on like, you know, what non-binary really means, right? How to know if you're non-binary, like, you know, it's like the are you gay test all over again, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so I just did a bunch of research and I started connecting the dots and I'm like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Like two plus two is equaling four. Like this is adding up and I feel like this is really encompassing how I feel and like how I desire to express myself to the world. Um, so... You know, I, I was like, this all makes sense. So I decided to adopt the label. And honestly, I feel like ever since I've done that, it has just allowed me to be more clear with myself about how I actually feel like. I feel like I don't really need to prove anything to anyone, right? I feel like I can be very comfortable in my feminine energy and comfortable in my masculine energy. And I've already said what I need to say. And like, I am who I am. And like, that's it. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, so all of that was fairly recent. And I feel like it's been extremely gratifying um, but also I feel like to maybe speak to your experience, I feel like um, as as someone right as an AFAB person, like I feel like we are allowed more gender expression than AMAB people are because I mean, I don't I guess like toxic masculinity. I don't know. But it's like um, so I think I think for that reason, like AFAB people are given more freedom to explore their sexuality and explore their gender expression, you know, Um but yeah, I will say it was just, it was really other people that were like, yeah, you should, you should check that out. And I, <laughs> and I did, and you know, it all, it all added up, so. And so that acronym, does that stand for assigned? Assigned female, female at birth, birth and okay. an assigned male at birth. Yeah. Yeah. Just some people. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I took a second, I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> That's, it's cool that there's so much like terminology and things, yeah. because like yeah. we're actually like, like it's. Well, in some ways it could be a double-edged sword because, like, people can, like, get too categorized and then they're, yeah, like, they're creating new boxes just to put people in. But as far as language goes and expressing and connecting ourselves to these ideas and and terms, that's a really positive thing. Because, like, yeah, I didn't know what I knew, like, I was just intuitively being myself but yeah. it was I was always like so abused and like people I didn't know you know like yeah. calling me like faggot like every yeah. day and like I'm just walking down the street you know right. and it's like and I, I couldn't understand why they were calling me that mm-hmm. I was like because like again it was still like not even like I hadn't even like allowed myself to the space to explore my sexuality mm-hmm. and for me it was like I realized uh, early on that like well I mean recently actually after I got sober and stuff that like I'm pansexual mm. like so and then once I started to allow myself to exist in that and be like that's okay then I realized oh there's more to me too in my mm. gender expression yeah. is I'm very fluid and like both in sexual I- expression and like orientation and yeah. so to me like I feel like pansexual should be a term that applies to like uh expression and also orientation because like it just pans it like i have no like limits or any kind of like 
I don't section anything off. Like I'm yeah. into like all the things yeah. and I like to be all the things, yeah. you know, cause some people say they're like genderless or something, but like, I feel like I'm gender full. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and we just, we, I really like the young people get this, but it's like, like anybody that's like my age or older seem to like have a hard time grasping it because like when I came out as like non-binary, I had lost like, this is an exaggeration, like 40,000 followers on my Instagram. Wow. And it was like, it was like really tough That's crazy. because like, yeah, I was like, oh, I finally have a word for what I am and yeah, I can tell right? people like, and I can like, embrace it, you yeah. know? And I was like, oh, this is, this feels great to share that. And then like, it's just mass exodus. Wow. And, like, also really close friends of ours too, just completely ghosted. And I, I texted them. I'm like, is something up? Like what's going on? And just, wow. They responded to everything but that, and I was like, oh, oh my god, fuck yeah. you guys, then, fuck That's you. Crazy. Yeah, I've recently had to, like, just, like, start over with friends. Yeah. Like, I, like, wow. complete. I could never would have imagined know, that, like, right? people I thought were so close to would yeah. just ghost me That's once crazy. they, like, I opened up truly about, like, yeah. who I was, and it That's was... unfortunate. Yeah, mm -hmm. but the thing is, is, like, and it... it which seems to happen in this case is that I'm allowed new people into yeah, my life yeah, and like yeah, making great genuine connections now yeah, with yeah. new people that we can vibe on levels and have conversations and actually connect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I don't like if they were just going to ghost me, there's no way I could even Explain be myself around them. So, yeah. so it's okay. You know, yeah. it's like, I've come to terms with it, yeah. but it was like, it was dark for a while. Yeah. I, like it was, people, like, I was already decade, fragile. Fr like friendships that we've had for over 10 years. And wow. I was so like, First, I was pissed. I was like, how dare they? But then at this point, I'm just like, you know, it was just not meant to be yeah. a friendship. Because that's a weird know? friend. To yeah, that's just that's something that very bizarre. Yeah. 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 I feel that. But I mean, at the end of the day, right, being your, be being your true self allows for more alignment in your life for mm -hmm. people who, you know, right, align with yeah. you being your most authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, too, like, because I like to have conversations about like gender expression and stuff too. Because like I I realize the people that did stick around, there's a lot of people that are trying to figure this out too. So the yeah, more that right? we can all have conversations yeah. about it, it helps other people, yeah. you know. Because like there's a huge th imposter syndrome when it comes to this stuff. Fast. Because like you're like you, when you're like oh maybe I'm gay and you're like but am I you know I yeah. don't know or you know and then it's just like <laughs> you just like question yourself because we're all trying to like make yeah. sense of ourselves in this society that yeah. doesn't allow for those things for whatever reason so yeah. it's like I honestly like I don't believe that like heterosexual I don't think that's like the the default setting of human yeah, beings. I think most people are kind of gay. Uh, oh yeah, you know? like, yeah. there's Come a on. spectrum of <laughs> of all of that, and I yeah. know that most people are kind of yeah, you know? yeah. Everybody's a little gay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, like honestly, like if people were to allow themselves the honesty, yeah. the the right person at the right time, the right circumstances they would probably be open to a sexual experience with someone of the same sex or, you know, like yeah. anywhere on the spectrum. Yeah. But they, most people can't admit that to themselves because yeah. of the conditioning that society has literally like violently instilled in us. Yeah. It is wild. It is wild. But it's, it's interesting that you mentioned like the thing about, you know, people sharing the same experience because I remember when I started sharing like, you know, my realization moment, um, on Instagram, like, I was not expecting so many people to be like, oh my god, same, let me know when you find out more. Like, there are so many people who are, who are sharing that, you know, 
that journey within themselves that like we don't even know about so i think yeah it is important for people to or it's helpful for people to share their stories because Mm -hmm. right i guess you never really know like who else could could extract so much clarity from from your own story yeah. And it's, it's, we really don't feel alone when we hear other yeah. people. Yeah. You know? And with as many people that, that did leave, you get some very heartfelt comments and messages mm-hmm. from people thanking you. So, yeah. you know, all you can do is be your truest self and allow everyone else to process things the way they want to process it. You right. know, it's not really up to us to hold on to any relationships, really. Yeah, I agree. And a big part of like finding my queerness too, because I, I always say it's like, I, I didn't know I was queer because I never saw queer like me, you know. Right. And it's yeah. like, and, yeah. and that's again why representation is so important. Very. Because like we have to see ourselves in other people sometimes to like yeah. to know we're not alone. Because otherwise, if we're in our own bubble, we're like, oh, that's probably just me, and that's a weird thing that I do, and there's no yeah. way that anybody else does <laughs> that, you know. And then it's then you just like close yourself off. But yeah. like when we realize like we're all these like interestingly layered wonderful beings you know like that's when like things just get better I think yeah Yeah, I agree well thank you so much like this has really been like uh, just an incredibly like genuine conversation yeah Yeah. and I really appreciate it I'm happy we got to have this conversation Mm -hmm. for sure Mm mm-hmm so is there anything that you would like to promote to our listeners that, uh, yeah, any of your links, anything you got laid on? Um, so I will just give you guys my website, which is where I will, I use it like a link tree. So it's like where all my links will exist. Um, so it's www.sagetheflame.me. And there you'll be able to find my Instagram, Twitter, OnlyFans, all of that. Awesome. Anything? I'm running a go-go on all the things. I do spiritual readings. I do healing work, and um, you know, I'm just an old witch. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody listening or watching would like to book a session, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to magicagogo.com. That's M-A-G-I-C-K-A-U-G-O-G-O.com. I also teach uh, classes on spirituality, spiritual awakening, and connecting with uh, the elements and spirit and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you dig uh, what we do together and you want to, like, support the show in some way, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash rancig. That's R-A-N-C-I-G. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.